Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me as always is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the yes chant to my CM Punk. It's Steven Davidson. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I like that one. You like that one? Yeah. I like that one. That was a good one. Hey, I have a question. Yes. Did we get any emails? No. <laughs> I received no emails as of yet. I didn't run no, a, nobody, run in and check right us. before the show, but um, nobody hates us. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, we got no hate mail. Yeah, no one All went right. right into the pos wrestling mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, but please do. <laughs> we would appreciate it. Good stuff, bad stuff, whatever. Give us some interaction. We'd love it. Uh, but welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, <laughs> you sound like me in high school. just someone please interact with me someone please just interact with me please pay attention to us (laughs) but we got a we got a a lot of stuff to get through here so um hey i'm going to a house show this weekend you are yes uh, front row in charlotte it's gonna be awesome what night saturday night saturday night saturday night in charlotte right along with our friend shane who's on his way to my house right now excellent Um, Yep, and uh, we're going to head to Charlotte Friday and um, just kind of hang out and wait for the match on Saturday. So, yeah, front row. Awesome. For some good pictures. Sasha's back, and she's been on the recent house shows, so I'm expecting to see her. And uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready. It might be, it might be the last one for a couple years. Yeah, and, uh, and, all, and if all goes well, it looks like uh, we'll be getting together for SummerSlam. So Okay. All really, right. Really. That's fine. Looking forward to that uh, next weekend. So, All right. uh, but hey, let's talk about our three count uh, for this week. It was your challenge, mm-hmm. and you wanted to know three favorite tournaments, something a little different, and not necessarily the tournament itself, but specifically. So, like I say, you not know, not in, not in concept, but the yeah. actual specific executed tournament. Yeah. Yes, um, and. Uh, this was an interesting one to try and, and, and go back and look at just because tournaments encompass a lot of matches, a lot of stuff that went down. Um, so I threw mine together a little quickly, but I still, I'm still happy with what I, with what I got. Um, and I will just go ahead and kick off. My number three uh, is from 1998. It's Survivor Series. Uh, and it's a deadly game. The deadly game. Yes. And uh, this tournament I thought was great. Deadly was... game. <laughs> Sing it, baby. Um, but uh, the tournament everyone thought was going to be McMahon, you know, kind of putting this tournament together, A, to keep Stone Cold from regaining the belt, but also to possibly install his champion, we thought at the time, Mankind, uh, with the big win. But as it turns out, and we went through, it was more of a rocket ship for the rock to become the corporate champion a uh, rocket ship yes a rocket ship rock it, it. Rock ship yeah. um but yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of great matches the height 
uh, kind of in the Monday Night Wars and, and the Attitude Era, uh, which is one of my favorite periods in wrestling. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I love this. I, I, it's hard for me to go really in depth because of so much and a breadth of stuff that was encompassed in this tournament. But uh, I love the fact that we got corporate rock and that next page uh, in his heel persona, which was awesome. Aligning yeah, himself with the McMahons. They crammed that whole tournament into one pay-per-view. Yes. Um, like 14 matches or something, or something like that. Yeah. So a lot of the matches were, were quick. Um, mm-hmm. Some, I mean, seconds in, in a case or two. Yeah. Um, but the story that was told that night was, was a good one and very memorable. And I mean, it, it set the, the rock on course for what became his entire career at that point. Yes. Um, and so, you know, you can't really argue with it. It worked and it didn't, mm-hmm. it, it fully lost, but it didn't hurt him either. I think it helped him too. Yep. And uh, yeah, a lot of good came out of that, out of that show in that tournament. So good call. All right. For me, I'm going not too far back to 2017 for the initial May Young Classic. Um, I mean, I love women's wrestling anyway, and this was a good chance to be exposed to a lot of talent I'd never seen before at that point. Um, for me, it's memorable because it introduced me to Kyrie Sane. Yes. And um, she won me over faster than any other wrestler in history. She won me over with her matches in that tournament alone. And that really doesn't happen. But um, for me, usually it takes me months, sometimes years to fully be won over and invested in a talent, but she got me so fast. Uh, I could tell, I could just see the seasoning in her and see that she got it. And she understood how to make wrestling exciting, but not, not corny and not uh, hard to believe. Not something my grandfather would have pointed at and said, Oh, that's so fake. Um, She, she, she gets it. And it was easy to see that. And she was exciting and she was endearing uh, how can you not love Kyrie? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And she had great matches, great matches too. She wrestled Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. We were in- introduced to Bianca in that tournament. We were introduced, at least as a WWE audience, we were introduced to Shayna in that tournament who made it to the final. Mm-hmm. Probably would have won if she'd been contracted at the time, but she wasn't. Um, but uh, who knows? Who can say that? But um, yeah, it was a great tournament, a great moment. Uh, we got, a lot of fantastic talent out of it on the roster and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing to hate about the initial May Young Classic for me. Yeah, that is a great choice. It is my number two. So okay. this, this right. rolls very perfectly. Uh, yeah. The, the, the breadth of talent that was in this initial May Young uh, Classic tournament is amazing. Uh, I put down, I went through and I was like, okay, which of these names stick out to me now? from then to now that have become, I won't say household, but if you're a wrestling fan, you probably know these names. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Ray. Yeah. Mercedes Martinez, Zia Lee, Shayna Baszler, Mia Yim, Sarah Logan, Candice LeRae, Renee Michelle, Serena Deeb, Vanessa Bourne, Piper Niven, Santana Garrett, Tony Storm, Lacey Evans, Ty Conti, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And it's insane the amount of talent when you go for when you look now at the business and where these people have 
gone and the heights they've went to. And you go back to then and you're just like, it's mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely mind blowing. And like you said, we had uh, some great um, uh, semifinal matches. Uh, you had uh, Kyrie versus Tony Storm. You yeah. had Shayna versus Mercedes Martinez. Both were outstanding matches. Um, I, you know, of course, Mercedes recently uh, released. I was always hoping for a main roster Mercedes versus Shayna program. I thought that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. I think they complement each other very well. But again, yeah, Kyrie and Shayna in the finals. Kyrie uh, taking the whole thing, deservedly so. Amazing talent. Yeah. Uh, sad that she's currently not really doing anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, hopefully one day, one day. Hopefully. hopefully. She'll come back. And, and for for all we talk, we being both you and I and just the community as a whole, for all we talk about WWE wasting talent, and it's true a lot of times. Yes. And true for a lot of this talent, this just at least goes to show that they recognize talent. Mm-hmm. They know it when they see it. I mean, look at the names you just rattled off there. They knew who had it. Um, they just don't always know what to do with it. But for for that, however long it ran, it was it was it ran. They stretched it out for quite a while, like eight weeks or so. Um, yeah, I believe uh, it started airing in mid August, and then the finals were September twelfth, I believe. If I if I remember what I looked at. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So about a month. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds right. Okay, yeah, um, it it was it was good. It was good while it lasted. The next year's was good too, but the first one I thought was better. Yeah, first one was landmark. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, number two for me. I'm going further back, way further back. You you had to expect this to be on my list. We're talking WrestleMania four, and the Macho Man Randy Savage winning the WWF Championship. As I've talked before, this year, this 1988 to 1989 year was kind of the height of me really getting invested in wrestling. And so it was me at my, my, with my brightest eyes and my bushiest tail, (laughs) just, (laughs) just wide eyed at everything that I saw. And I loved everything they gave me. Um, And that included WrestleMania. I wanted Hogan to win. I was a little disappointed Hogan didn't win, but I liked Macho Man and I, I was ultimately okay with it. And uh, it led to great stuff. And uh, one regret, and people talked about it so often, we could have had Steamboat Savage too, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Um, no. And uh, in, uh, <laughs> I'm totally freaking blanking on what I was about to say. Um, uh, oh, Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard has talked about why saying that they wanted the crowd to be fully behind Savage and have him beat heels all the way through and not have any Steamboat fans kind of resenting him winning, which yeah. made sense, but still, it would have been great. Yes. Um, but other than that, um, it was just a- another tournament crammed into one night, although a longer show than the Survivor Series 98 show. Um, but the matches were still pretty short, but it was just such a monumental night and a monumental moment still picture savage uh with elizabeth on his shoulder what they were wearing they changed gear for all four matches they came out wearing different stuff different robes different dresses uh for elizabeth and uh yeah it it just felt really really special and yeah it was at the height of of me getting into it so that gets my number two yeah it's a great choice at number two and 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 you say it was it was a longer pay-per-view and it's true because I think this was even longer for WrestleMania standards that had come mm-hmm. before. Four hours. At four hours. Yeah. And 
yeah, just amazing. And yeah, you know, you wanted Hogan to win. I was in the same boat. You know, I wanted Hogan to pick up the victory. But uh, in retrospect, this was kind of the launching point to really solidify Macho Man to lead us into what would eventually next year be the Mega Powers. Yeah. Exploding, which was. Or, oh, yeah. Exploding. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say in, in that year, they were the Mega Powers. Yeah. yeah exploding. kind of kicked year. off yeah. the, the storyline that went the whole year and culminated at the next WrestleMania. Right. Um, With Hogan helping yeah. Savage win because Andre was helping DiBiase in the final. And so Hogan came out. Yeah. 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 For anyone who hasn't seen it and doesn't know what we're referring to. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Love it. It would have it would have been my number four choice. Okay. Um, but a great choice. Nonetheless. Um, my number one, 2001, we've got to go to vengeance. It's a shorter tournament, but it's the undisputed championship, the unification, uh, a four man tournament, basically with angle Austin rock and Chris Jericho. And you look at those four names and even at the time, and they've said this in the, the, uh, documentaries they've done. You look at those four names, the guy you probably expected to win the least is Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yet they recognized the talent because he's a hell of a talent and they went with it. They, again, you talk about strapping a rocket ship to somebody and going to the moon. This was it. Cameron grabs to the moon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to say that you beat Austin and the rock in the same night. Yep. To become the undisputed champion is is just something special, and he talked about that for the rest of his WWE career. And why not? You're the you're the yeah. No one else can say it, right? He is the only guy that can say that that he. And quite frankly, results. I'm surprised he hasn't mentioned it on AEW. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why not. It's not like you're giving WWE any publicity by doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would. I'd, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd still be talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's why it's my number one. I. I big Jericho fan. And, and this was just one of those amazing uh, water cooler moments and just history, history that, yeah. I mean, it could be repeated. We could get another unification, but it's not going to feel the same. Right. Just won't feel the same. Right. Right. Excellent. Excellent choice. Um, for me, my number one, you know, when I made this challenge, I had a number one, two, three in mind and they didn't change. Oh, hey. week. Yeah, it, it, this has actually been the the easiest one for me. <laughs> I right. considered other tournaments, but my one, two, and three never changed. Not the order, not anything. And my number one, probably predictable, going to 1993 in the first King of the Ring. Yep. First mm-hmm. televised yes. King of the Ring tournament. Uh, dude, I'm not going to complain about three Bret Hart matches in one night. Are you kidding me? Like, especially <laughs> when they're that good. Um, he, he, and Razor had one of Razor's best matches. Um, then the second round you had Brett versus Mr. Perfect Mm. in, uh, this match is overlooked. It's one of the all time great matches. I like it better than their SummerSlam 91 match, uh, which is the one everybody talks about. I think this one's better. Uh, and the promo leading into it, they did a, a dual promo a dual interview with Mean Gene in the back where he was interviewing both of them at the same time. And it devolved into Brett's dad was Stu Hart who wrestled and Mr. Perfect's dad was Larry the Axe Hennig who wrestled. And it devolved into your dad never beat my dad. My dad (laughs) did beat your dad. (laughs) That's what the promo ended up being. And I, I love that. It's one of my favorites. Um, 
oh man, why didn't I think about that when, when we did our favorite backstage promo three count? Yeah. That would have been, been on there. Ah, okay. Anyway, and then in the finals, you had Brett versus Bam Bam Bigelow. With, and I've talked about Bam Bam before. He's my favorite quote unquote big guy in wrestling history. This match is one reason why the story in this match is just, it, it's perfection. It's perfection. Bam Bam had gotten a bye, so he'd only wrestled one match. Brett was on his third grueling match with an injured knee. He couldn't apply the sharpshooter. He didn't win any match with the sharpshooter that night. We talk about people you know, just winning every time with the same move over and over and over. Brett was not that guy. He, he could beat you in any number of ways. And he didn't win a single match with the sharpshooter that night. It looked like he lost to Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam got the win, but we had a dusty finish. It was taken away because of outside interference. And then the match was restarted and Brett got a victory roll for the win. It's just a, a tremendous night, a tremendous tournament. Three awesome performances by Bret Hart. And uh, it, it really encapsulates why he's my favorite of all time. And I just, I love that tournament so much. Great, great choice at number one. And I figured it was going to be on there. I, I, I pretty much guessed it was going to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that King of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent three count this week. Really, really enjoyed that one. I, I, I want to give a little credit to King of the Ring 94. People crap on that pay-per-view and they talk about it being one of the worst of all time. I think that's a load of garbage. It didn't have a great main event. Main event was Piper and Lawler. That wasn't spectacular. It shouldn't have been the main event. It should have gone on in the middle of the show. Right. Um, but it had a great title match with Brett and Diesel. Mm-hmm. And Owen won the tournament right. that night. Um, along the way, he had an awesome match with the one, two, three kid. Um, the, the matches themselves in that tournament were, were pretty good. And I, to this day, call that Owen Hart one, two, three kid match from 1994 King of the Ring, the best under five minute match I've ever seen. Nice. So if you don't remember that match, it's not going to take you long to go back and watch it. That's got a story too, where the kid was injured and beaten up earlier in the night, but still came out for his match. And uh, Owen just couldn't put him away, couldn't put him away, couldn't put him away. And eventually he got him. But uh, it, uh, yeah. So King of the Ring 94 is a great one too. I don't buy the people crapping on that, that show as a whole. The main event I get, the rest of the show I thought was good and the tournament was good too. So if you haven't seen it, give it a chance. Yeah, excellent. And of course, uh, as always, we got a kind of special shout out. Uh, what, 96, the one oh, yeah. we went to and Stone yeah. Cold. Um, definitely probably in my top five as far as my favorites, just because I was the there. moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the moment. The moment, so. yeah. But uh, yeah, great three count. I guess it's my turn to challenge. And uh, you're going to kind of keep it topical with uh, next weekend being SummerSlam weekend. So I want to know what your favorite three SummerSlam main events have been. Define main event. Does it have to be the last match, a title match? What's the main event? It has to be billed as as one of the main event matches. So, oh. um, so it could, you know, predominantly it's going to be the last match that goes on the one that headlines the show. Well, let's say favorite headliner. So it has to be the last match. Okay. That let's just say easy. that we'll just make okay. it simple. Yeah. Match that went on last main event for SummerSlam, your favorite three, uh, keep it topical since it's coming up. Why All not? right. That's <laughs> All right. Well, that's been our three count. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Also, special shout out because, you know, we've talked about 
uh, our listeners and everything. We're international. We've got listeners from around the world, which is awesome. And we picked up a new country. I'd like oh. to welcome Ireland to the party. Ah. We got some Irish in there. It's awesome. I love it. All right. Um, That's fun. But yeah, uh, growing and growing it every week, which is great. Numbers keep going up, which is appreciative. It means people are tuning in, listening, and hopefully uh, telling their friends and their other, uh, you know, people they talk to that are fans and spread the love. So we appreciate it so much for the support. Yeah, thank you. That's the right direction. That's the direction we want. Yes. But uh, let's jump into the show proper. Uh, again, we have to start with sad news um, when we yeah. talk about. And normally we would have talked about this last week, but because we, we recorded early. We missed out on this, of yeah. course. Um, and that's beautiful Bobby Eaton uh, passing away. Uh, definitely a wrestling legend, um, tag team specialist. Uh, and just very, very sad that he he's left us. Um, yeah. Again, I hate that every week we have to we seem to have to talk about this. But yeah, it's it's been it's been happening lately. I didn't grow up watching him a lot because I was a WWF kid. Yeah. Um, but you know, I bought all the aftermags. So I knew who he was. By the way, kind of an aside here, back in the day before we relied on the internet for exposure to wrestling, and all we had were magazines. Mm-hmm it was much easier to know who wrestlers were even when you didn't watch them. Like now we just click on what we're already interested in. Yeah. And if we're not watching it already, we don't click. And so we don't learn about it. But back then you had these magazines and you bought it for what you were interested in, but you saw all this other stuff too. Yeah. So you knew who everybody was, even if you weren't watching NWA or weren't watching new Japan or whatever, you knew who everybody was. I miss that. I miss those days. Especially like when PWI would, would have their top 100 list. Yeah. And they still do that, but it's just so much harder to get. And it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just but back then you'd go through and you'd be like, oh, that name. I don't know who that is, but man, he's high up on this ranking. Yeah. I kind of yeah. want to see a match, you know, kind of they thing. do big articles about, you know, angles and other promotions that you aren't watching or wrestlers that you weren't watching. So you knew. So I knew who Bobby Eaton was very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he was high up on my radar being part of the Rock and Roll Express. But he also stood out as to me the first tag team wrestler that I noticed who also had a pretty strong singles career. Yes. I mean, he was wrestling Ric Flair for the NWA championship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you didn't see that back in the day, back in the day, tag team wrestlers were tag team wrestlers and singles wrestlers were singles wrestlers. So he, he was a bit of a, he broke some ground in that way. And I never got to meet him or anything like that, unfortunately. Um, But uh, all I've been hearing is how much people loved him. Uh, in the business and uh, you don't hear that about everybody yeah Um, but uh, that's what I'm hearing about Bobby Eaton so a a big loss for wrestling yeah sounds like from everything that we've read and people talking he was genuinely just a really nice guy a kind soul and just had a a, a big love for the business so again rest in peace Uh, you'll be missed Um, but yeah thoughts go out to the the friends and family man and And the wrestling community thanks for everything yeah thanks for the memories we do appreciate it. Uh, let's jump over that to something else with Keith Lee. Um, he, he'd been gone for months, kind of inexplicably. We No one knew why. There was nothing going on. We knew um, that he had a small little bout with COVID that had put him you know, out for a few weeks. 
But then the extended period is like, okay, this doesn't sound like it's COVID unless it's something real serious. And then he wasn't he talking came back. about it. He was supposed to be in that triple threat match for the U.S. title. Yes. With Riddle and Lashley. And then and got replaced by uh, Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never yeah, saw him again. Didn't see him. Uh, until recently. Until yeah. very recently. Uh, yeah. But he did uh, go on YouTube and put a video up kind of talking about it. And apparently it was, it was other medical stuff going on. There were some, some weird like heart rhythms and stuff like that. And he had some inflammation of his heart and they were really worried. Um, and they told him that he couldn't do any kind of physical strenuous activity. So he pretty much just had to be on just rest for months. Um, and you know, he finally got the clear, the inflammation went down. So, you know, it, it seems like it's all good now. But yeah. it was then he had to get back in shape. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that took some time. Yeah. Got to get back in, in ring shape. So, but we're happy to have him back and it looks mm-hmm. like everything is, is good and positive now. So yep. just got to get that, uh, that, uh, that booking <laughs> sorted out Yeah, and yeah. get that pushback that he so rightfully deserves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would like to remind everyone too, that when he suddenly dropped off television with no explanation, Everyone, not everyone, but so many people were jumping to the conclusion, oh, Vince took him off to get training. He sent him back down to get training. Remember that? Yeah, because there was that rumor that, and, mm-hmm. and some did, there were some people that were getting sent back to the performance center to mm-hmm. work on some training and his name got thrown around a lot for that, but not the case. People just kind of lumped case. it in. Yeah. Um, you just assumed and stop, stop yeah. doing that. If you don't know, you don't know. Just yeah, say that. And, and I mean, and, and let's be honest with everything we've seen with him into the ring prior to that. What training did you think he needed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's fantastic in the ring. Yeah. Talk about agile big men as you yeah. talk about Bam Bam. Right. Keith Lee, toe to toe right there. Almost yep. the new embodiment of Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, at least physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, glad to have him back. Hopefully the, the ship gets righted and course corrected for his push and booking. We can only hope. Um, so, yeah, another week and another round of releases. Yeah. This time oh, NXT. This time NXT gets gutted. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, I and I tell you what it. um it strikes a chord and, and kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth that these releases literally happened during SmackDown. Yeah. Or at least they were announced. We found out about them during SmackDown. Yeah. Well, no, the well, ta- well, we got the tweet was saying from, they were getting yeah, texts yeah. And, and messages yeah. as SmackDown was airing that they were being released. Right. Because Bronson Reed tweeted during yes. SmackDown that he just got released. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Just insane. And there, and Bronson Reed, what? Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man, I just, I, um. Well, uh, what they're saying is that Vince wants to focus on younger people. <laughs> and um, Bronson Reed's not one of the younger people. He, he's been in the business a long time. And so I'm not saying that warrants it, but it, it's probably an explanation for why. Um, I I don't necessarily, but I mean, so what does that mean? Well, I mean, is this the end of Cena? <laughs> well, and, and when these fifteen dates are over, that's it. Too old. But when and, Sasha turns thirty, is she gone? Yeah, it's like, and that's and that's the thing. If you look at this list of names, because some of the names you're not 
some people might not recognize unless you're really hardcore into NXT and, and the news that surrounds that and they're, the people they bring in and sign for training that you may not have seen on TV yet. But there are like three or four names that are young, big guys, which is what they're saying. The excuse here is that NXT is getting ready to go through a major overhaul, uh, expected to probably take place after TakeOver, because uh, then you get like a clean transition uh, and you finish out the storylines you got going on now, um, or at least partially. And then there's going to be a lot of changes like in presentation, in the set, logo, like, and I'm just like, are we going to now take NXT and totally WWE it? You know what I mean? Whereas NXT kind of felt like it had its own flavor. Is it now just going to be, you know, the third similar flavor in the SmackDown Raw? Well, the, the speculation is it's the exact opposite, that it's going to go back to its roots and be more like the NXT of old. Oh, that's 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 what's being reported again. Mm. Yeah, whatever. Again, yeah, for what it, that's worth. For what it's worth. Um, but you know that that would be interesting. Um, I, again, I'm just frustrated by people's response to it. Like, yes, yes, it's bad that people are are being released. That's not what I'm getting at. But you've got people who, you know. Are, are so upset about Bronson Reed being released, but also brag about not watching NXT anymore. Yeah. Which one are you? Or yeah. Like, do, do you actually care about Bronson Reed or, or, or not? And then you've also got people who complain that NXT isn't what it used to be. And now that they're saying it might be going back to what it used to be, they're complaining about that too. So. Ah. <laughs> uh. And anyway, we won't know until we get there and see these changes to know right. exactly what's going on. But I mean, the biggest thing to come out of it is, is anyone safe? Yeah. Cause, and the rumor is they're not done. Yeah. But there are more releases that are still to come. I would not be surprised if, if by the time our show goes up on Friday morning, this morning that uh, we've had another announcement, another round of releases, who knows, who knows, um, but yeah, it is crazy. Uh, that stuff does tend to happen after we, as record. soon as we record, <laughs> yeah. as soon as we hang up on this call an hour later, one of us is going to be texting the other. Look what happened. <laughs> we had oh to record God. a little earlier today than we normally do and watch something monumental happen on NXT UK. Yeah. <laughs> like the ghost of Andre, the giant shows up on NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> It would be amazing. Finley comes out of retirement, becomes an right. UK champion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's a weird time. And I get everybody's frustration because yeah, when people, you know, get released, lose their jobs, I get it. You know, you don't want to see that. No. Um, and, and like in the case of Bronson Reed, I get it. He moved from overseas over to America, brought his family, got a house, has a mortgage now over here. And now for 30 days, can't do anything because of a non-compete. And who knows what that does to his visa situation. Yeah. It's like it really upends people's lives. Uh, although I will special shout out to Bronson for uh, his tweet during NXT <laughs> on Wednesday night. 
Um, I can't remember what what segment it was during, but he tweeted and it was a little cartoon of a little guy watching TV and it just said, man, this show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he he's getting his digs in. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, with his talent, his size, I can't imagine he doesn't catch on somewhere really quick. As, yeah, as he'll, as he's, he'll, he's he'll land. He'll be all right. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sad to, to have releases. Hopefully uh, we don't get any more major craziness going on. Of course, Adam Cole also, there's been speculation uh, because of his contract situation. Uh, on s- Friday during SmackDown, he had a meeting with Vince McMahon reportedly yeah. um, to discuss possible futures. They say the meeting went well and that, you know, some things were pitched to him for possibly bringing him to Raw or SmackDown. Um, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? Personally, I don't expect him to stay. I think he. I think after after Takeover, he's probably gone. Um, especially if he loses the match to uh, Kyle O'Reilly. But uh, we'll talk about that. If he wins, he's probably staying. <laughs> But we'll, maybe, maybe. we'll, we'll yeah. get to that uh, when we get down to NXT. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about last week's SmackDown. And uh, it is official. SummerSlam. We get the rematch. Sasha, Bianca, part two. It's going to be awesome. First one was good. I, Second one probably might even be better. It, it, the moment won't be. So I, I don't know if, you know, if that will, will play a role. Um, it could be. Uh, who knows? It's going to be great. Yeah, the, um, the 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 monumental kind of moment might not be there, but right. the in ring, yeah, could be now that they've you know gotten used to each other and they're working on house shows and working on house shows, so it could be uh, just a, a hell of a match, which I expected yeah. to be anyway. Yes, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm uh, much like WrestleMania. I like all the singles matches we're getting at SummerSlam. We do have a triple threat with the the Raw Women's Title, but mm-hmm. mo- I think everything else. I believe so is is singles even down to edge and Seth Rollins. And yeah, yeah. so I, I like it. I like that. Um, Zelina Vega constantly being involved. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't know why she's even in talks for a title match when she's not won a match. Yeah. Since she's been back. Where is Liv Morgan? Yes. I'm where getting frustrated is by this. Um, I was initially going to wear my Liv Morgan shirt to the, to the show on Saturday, but I don't think she's going to be there. She hasn't been on any of the other house shows. She hasn't even been on SmackDown. So I'm going to wear my Sasha shirt and be safe. Yeah. Um, and it scares me too, especially with all these releases happening. Yeah. It's like, now granted, it seems like it's been, you know, pointed towards NXT, but still I I'm worried. And every, and well, that. Who knows? We haven't seen her or Asuka or Naomi since mm-hmm. Money in the Bank. Yeah, so uh, crazy craziness. But yes, hopefully they get back soon and, and get that women's division. Because, I mean, it's so it's stretched so thin, especially if you're not using these women. And we haven't heard mention of Tony Storm since the one match she's had. Yeah. So it's like, come on. <laughs> the number of hours of television you have each week. Let's let's uh, incorporate the women a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, we also had Finn Balor stepping up to Roman Reigns. This is interesting. Where is yeah. he going to fit in and all? Because I was really expecting it to be Finn against Corbin at SummerSlam, yeah. but he dispatched Corbin easily and then kept 
kept the uh, program with Roman going. So where is he going to fit in at SummerSlam? You think they might shoehorn him in and we like maybe on tonight's show, we get a announcement of a triple threat and take away one of my singles match, take away a singles match. Um, I, I hope not, not because of Finn, but because I think that singles match between Cena and Roman is more appealing without a third party in it, no matter who the third party is. Yeah. I think, I think on its own, Cena and Rollins, that's uh, not Rollins, Cena and Reigns. That's money. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. That's a, that's a great main event. Um, but I, I, I like to believe, I hope this is them taking some, some time to tell a story to set up Balor as like Reigns' next opponent for the yeah. next pay-per-view. That would I, be good. Yeah. I think that would be great. Um, we'll have to wait and see tonight. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I didn't like him tapping. Yeah. As the face, not in a match, who, who's made such a big deal about being a new Finn. Not the old Finn, the new Finn. Yeah. And then tapping, I, I, I wasn't crazy about that. Most people forget it. It's not a big deal. It's not going to really hurt anything, but it just stood out to me. I wasn't crazy about that. But he handled the Usos on his own, which is good for Finn, bad for the Usos. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm intrigued by it because it's not the story I thought we were getting. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to where we go with that and getting some more info on that tonight, hopefully. Um, let's take a, a trip around the world. Let's go uh, check out some stardom and what you got on this five-star Grand Prix update for us. All about the five-star Grand Prix right now. Um, we, we've had four shows that uh, have featured five-star Grand Prix matches and uh, some some pretty big upsets. Unagi Sayaka beat her leader, Tom Nakano. Um, did not see that coming. Um, Micah, I think I talked about this last week, beat Utami Hayashishita. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Momo beating Mayu. Um, so they're not they're not predictable. Oh, Azumi? Azumi beat beat Shuri. Um, okay. I think Azumi, if I remember right, Azumi beat Shuri last year. So when they had another match this year, I was like, well, Shuri's going to get her win back here. No. <laughs> Azumi, <laughs> Shuri hasn't lost a match maybe since then. Uh, no, no, she lost to Mayu. But other than that, yeah, I, I think I, it feels like Shuri's lost like one match in the last year. Um, so that was a surprise. Um, so current standings, I'm not going to go through all the point totals because some people have had more matches than others, which is a little weird to me. I would think they'd want to keep everybody kind of on the same uh, at the same point in their progress, but they're not. Um, like Tom's had four matches and Momo's had two. So I don't really understand. Momo is hurt mm. and is going to miss the next three shows. So they're going to have to catch her up. But when I first saw Momo was hurt, it, it, I was afraid it was going to be much worse than that. So missing three shows, that's basically this weekend, I think. Uh, okay. She'll be out. So I don't think it's that big of a deal, but uh, it'll be my first time seeing stardom shows without Momo. Um, not, not, I'm a sad panda. Um, <laughs> sad panda emoji. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so we've got the blue stars side and the red stars side, each one with a uh, 10 competitors. And right now leading the blue stars is Micah with six points. All right. Leading the red stars, Nina Shirakawa with four points. The only one to get two victories on the red star side right now. Um, 
Takumi Aroha has zero points because she hasn't competed yet. She's not even a stardom roster member. Uh, I don't know when they're going to bring her in. Uh, she's replacing somebody, somebody who couldn't be in it. Um, Ruaka has lost every match. Not surprising there. Himeka has not competed yet. She's been injured. So I don't know when she's going to be back for this. So she's got zero points, and Hukigan Death lost her only match so far and has zero points. But everybody else has at least two points. So we'll see. It's just getting started. We have a long way to go. Anybody could win this thing at this point. I still think Shuri's going to take it, but, uh, you know, my heart my heart wants Momo. <laughs> How's my girl Julia doing? Uh, Julia has two points. She right. lost to Mayu. Okay. Um, and... She, I've watched so many matches. Who else beat her? Um, Saki Kashima oh. beat her from Oedo Tai. That was a surprise. Hmm. Another upset there. Yeah, so um, she's lost two already. Uh, so probably won't win, but still could. It could be, you know, a red herring to, to make us think she's not going to win. She she would be a favorite, I think, to win. So um, Shuri would be my my top guess julia would probably be my number two guess okay so uh but yeah long way to go and uh i'm hoping for something a little less predictable yeah it keeps it more interesting when it's less predictable i feel yeah yeah um well awesome thank you for the update um let's jump into nxt we'll keep talking about the women uh a undefeated streak comes to an end <laughs> again. Yeah, a little soon, I think. And and, and I, I want to ask you about this because it was Dakota Kai who beat Saray. And from what I read, it was supposed to be Ember Moon in this match versus Saray, but Ember yes. is injured and had to be replaced last second. If Ember had been this match, I kind of think Saray probably goes over. I think so, too. But because Dakota has the program with Raquel in the championship, you can't have her look super weak going into that. But at the same time, oh, wait, no, I forgot. You don't have any other women to put in this match because you just got rid of them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I don't see why. And I thought this is where they were going to go. I don't see why Raquel couldn't have just cost Dakota the match. Yeah. Why not? You protect Saray. You so further the Saray, is starting to feel like Kyrie to me, who was pushed really hard right when she got there. But then Kyrie lost just a random match to Shayna on a weekly episode of NXT. Yeah. And it kind of stopped her momentum a little bit. She did go on after that to win the title from Shayna, but only held it for two months and then never really did much after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope Saray doesn't take the same path because I really like Saray. Um, and I think she could be, she could be big for them. So I don't, it was, uh, yeah, I wasn't, uh, Saray shouldn't have beaten Dakota clean with Dakota having a title match coming up. Yeah. I, I I'm with you on that. I'm with anyone who thinks that yes, correct. This just feels like another match. It shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I should have come up with another plan. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I make the joke about them firing everybody else. It's not, Completely true. You still have other women on the roster that could have easily slotted into this spot. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for me, I I would have had again, I would have had Raquel interfere. Um, and you get let Saray still pick up that win over Dakota, and then even at, a, even a DQ win or something. Yeah, it didn't have to be a pin. 
And then after TakeOver, once Dakota becomes champion, which is what I think might happen. I'm leaning that way too. Then you have a built-in program to build off Saray. Mm-hmm. Right there. So, yeah. but now it's like, okay, she's already beat Saray. And I, well, of course it's WWE. So who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. not that that matters. Yeah. Um, it was a great match. Yeah. No, great match. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed the match. Both of them are really, really good at what they did. I, I'd watch the two of them five more times easily. No problem. Mm-hmm. Match is great. And um, if it was raw, <laughs> that's what we, no, would, it's what get. we would get. <laughs> we'll talk about how somehow we'd get it within three weeks. Yes. It's like there's only three shows, but we've had five of these matches. What is <laughs> yeah. going on? Um, we get some more of the continuation of the Grimes and LA Knight storyline. And it looks like we're now with TakeOver here. We've kind of come to that culmination because now Grimes versus LA Knight. And if Grimes loses, DiBiase becomes the butler for LA Knight. He hmm. becomes the Virgil. He becomes the Virgil. Oh, uh, from How riches ironic. to rags. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it makes I, me sit there and say, I don't know how to call this. Uh, I was about to say it was so know. obvious that it was so obvious that uh, Grimes was going to win. But now <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to take it there. Yeah. And maybe stretch it out to the next takeover where he then tries to wrestle for DiBiase's freedom. Yeah, um, it's like it's just like poor Mayu who keeps losing stars <laughs> members to Oedo Tai and just can't win them back. It's like, oh man, nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, so that it really when we get to next week and start talking predictions, I I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It. That yeah. one's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the program. Really yes. enjoying it. Yeah, easily one of my favorite things on NXT right now. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um. We alluded to it earlier. Uh, we have Cole and O'Reilly. Of course, we knew this match was coming, but they kind of now we've had the stipulations thrown there. It is going to be a two out of three falls. It's going to go three falls yeah. <laughs> because it's a three stages of hell and there is no way we're not getting the cage match. Come on. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. They didn't call it three stages of hell, but that's what it is. When it's a two out of three falls match with each fall having a different stipulation that has previously been referred to as a three stages of hell match. Yes. Um, this match is going to be three and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah. I am honest. I'm not really looking forward to this. I'm not either. I really am not. Uh, their, their first big match that they had was entirely too long yeah i mean it was it was okay but god it was 15 minutes longer than it needed and it was looney tunes it was it was roadrunner versus coyote and i don't see how progressively it's not gonna do that here and just get more and more and more and more i just don't know second match was better but this one with all the stipulations so the first match is what just a regular i think the first one is just a straight up match and then the second is a street fight Street fight and then a cage and match. then a cage. Yeah. So yeah, I just saw the cage match coming. Like I knew. Yeah. It, it was. I don't know. A little <sighs> predictable for me. Yeah. But the first of the three falls will probably be the best. Probably because it's a normal match. Yeah. Um, but then once you throw all the shenanigans that are going to be thrown into there, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it could be good. I, you know, I, it could I, be. I like Adam Cole. I like Kyle O'Reilly. I think they're extremely talented. I think they work very well together. You know, they were partners in um, uh, the Undisputed Era for forever. So 
they're going to have great chemistry. It's just, I just hope it is booked and uh, presented in the right way. And is and isn't overproduced, I guess is the, yeah, the word. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, like I say, I think uh, given the speculation with Adam Cole, if he wins, he's staying. If he loses, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably hitting AEW or where could be, could be, could be. Uh, we also got some more contenders. He's got he's got to do one of the he's got to either win or lose though. Yes, and he, that can't be the only thing that, that the only determines. Impetus. Yeah, because well, I mean, yeah, yeah, when you look at this from the get go. You would think O'Reilly would be built to win. Right. No matter what. No matter what, because this is kind of the big blow off yeah. kind of thing. And so it can solidify him as being out of Adam Cole's shadow. Right. And his own. But if he wins, it probably means he stayed. Yeah. But if Cole wins, yeah, I think yeah. He, he, he has to be staying. Um, uh, we get more index. Indy and Dexter go on a date and we get the absolutely over the top and ridiculous Johnny Gargano as the waiter, mater D, whatever. Why were they <laughs> using walkie talkies instead of their phones? <laughs> <laughs> what? This was so ridiculous. It was entertaining. I, uh, yeah, I was what. totally entertained. I, oh I my loved God. It. it was, it was so stupid and I loved it. Yes. I loved the black roses. <laughs> <laughs> those are exactly the flowers that Dexter Loomis would bring on a date. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I like it. I want more. I think it's great. It's very entertaining. It's fun. Um, congratulations to Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae expecting mm-hmm. their first child next year. Mm-hmm. So obviously that means Candice will not be doing as much in ring right. coming up. Well, won't be doing any in ring. Well, yeah, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much no in ring, um, but hopefully you probably won't see her much. Just maybe coming down, maybe to ringside. Maybe, 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 but we'll see. But congratulations to them. But yeah, loving the index storyline. Love where that's, uh, can't wait to see where that goes. Are we going to get another match with Gargano and and Dexter somewhere down the line? Feels like it. Probably. Um, I tell you what, crazy good match though. Pete Dunn, Ilya Dragunov. Wow, these two can go. <laughs> I was pleased because I thought Dragonov was winning. Yeah, because I, I, I was like, it would, it would make sense. It would make it, sense, but it would have just been another example of a match they shouldn't be having. Right. Because right. neither of these guys should be losing right now. But uh, the way they it was structured, it was fine for Pete to win. It didn't really yeah. hurt Dragonov at all. No. And, um, you know, because he had what, Walter's involvement and everything. So this right. is... This is great stuff. I'm excited for the Walter Elia match. I I wasn't as crazy about the first one as everybody else. I, I'm not crazy about Dragunov because of his style. Uh, he he wrestles like a 300 pounder when he's not a 300 pounder. And again, that sounds like a compliment, but it's not. It's a lot like Austin Aries used to wrestle, where oh. he'll pick these big guys up in vertical suplexes when there's no way. Not because he can't lift the weight but because the big guy would resist and overpower him and keep stuff like that from happening. If he wrestled more like a Daniel Bryan or something like that, I'd, I'd be much more about Samoa Dragunov, but he, he doesn't wrestle like a Daniel Bryan. He wrestles like a Kevin Nash. And okay. if you're against people, your size or smaller, that's fine, but he does it against bigger guys. Like he's fighting 
Walter with power. And that just doesn't work for me. So I'm not crazy about the, the style he's chosen to go with, but a lot of other people love that match and I'm sure they'll love this one too. Maybe I will. Maybe it won't be the same. Yeah. Um, maybe. But I wasn't crazy about the first one. We'll have to wait and see. I'm, I, I'm excited to see it. And like I say, maybe they will do something new. That'd be great. I think he's going to beat Walter though. Yeah. I think Ely is going to be, is finally going to dethrone Walter. Yeah. I think it's time. It's time for a, a new NXT UK champion. Um, NXT stars on main event. <laughs> yeah. So main event uh, is now just the NXT B show. <laughs> well, Aaliyah took on Dakota Kai, and this was bizarre. Have you heard about this? Uh, no, no. I, I mean, Kai, I read that the matches happened. I didn't see what happened in the match. Dakota Kai came out as a full-on baby face, <laughs> smiling and pointing at the crowd <laughs> And then loses clean. <laughs> loses clean to Aaliyah. My jaw dropped. Are WWE even aware that people watch all the shows? Right. <laughs> that was my thinking. Like, do they just think that we aren't watching NXT, that we don't know who these people are and what their previous story, what their current storylines are? That is insane. Loses clean on a DDT that Aaliyah honestly kind of messed up a little bit. Um, yeah, it what? <laughs> so she beats Saray, yeah, and then loses to Aaliyah, who I don't think has won a match on television until now. I think you're right. I don't think she has. <laughs> maybe against you know local maybe yeah, or you know maybe like a on the winning side with the Robert Stone brand briefly, but it would have been probably against, you know, again, local talent or yeah, more of an unknown. Um, so, yeah. Uh, none, none of it made sense to me. None of it. Crazy. And then uh, Austin Theory took on mm-hmm. Odyssey Jones. Yeah. And Odyssey won that one. Um, it's pretty clear they've got big things in mind for Odyssey Jones, I think. Yeah. I think he's going to win this, this tournament that he's in, the breakout tournament. Uh, especially if he's showing up on on main event, I think yeah. he's he's almost a lot to win this thing. But uh, yeah, so uh, first women's match on main event in a long time, and it it totally completely just confused me. Ugh. Yeah, I huh. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, that's crazy. Was carrying on again? Is there another cross match? No, they only do two matches on each main event, and the rest is recap. Oh, okay. I got Raw and SmackDown recap. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so crazy. Yeah, they didn't recap NXT. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the producer needed to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's definitely not paying attention. No. Um. Wow. Okay. Uh, we got a decent amount of AW to talk about this week. A lot of stuff all, going on. All I have seen is this week's stuff with the women. That's all I've seen from like the last three weeks. <clears throat> so, yeah. take it away all right some of the stuff to talk about one thing i want to big call out dante martin you want to talk about athleticism you want to talk about just crazy crazy spectacle in the ring uh it was him teaming up with um uh evan Bourne or what it was real name. matt side yeah the side brothers and Dante Martin took on uh, the elite, basically Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, six man tag. And we talk about with the Street Profits 
um and i'm, I'm kind of blank on names uh frog splash uh, montez, ford. montez ford uh and how you know he has crazy ups on that frog splash i think dante martin is has even more now i'm not saying potential to be that future main eventer could be who knows mm-hmm. but this kid air like aerial wise just was a, a sight to behold craziness he did okay. a, t- a top from the from uh the turnbuckle top of the turnbuckle down to kenny omega uh a frankensteiner and you know we've seen that spot before he actually jumped up in the air got height and then landed down and did it it was insane looking i thought maybe he was gonna break instead of just basically stepping off yeah like he jumped up and got two three four feet of air and then came down it was amazing amazing uh i definitely recommend go back just check out that match or if you go on youtube you can find just the highlights of that match like in their top five moments of the week if you look up the AEW page Mm -hmm. check some of that stuff out this kid is crazy uh want to give him a special shout out i think he might have big big stuff and you know at the end he took the pin he took the one winged angel and then the uh, bte trigger from all three of them so but again taking a loss but he still looked like a million bucks it was great um looks like we're getting geared up for andrade versus pack at all out which i am all in for i think that is going to be an amazing match I think somehow this probably is going to um, lead to the death triangle breaking up. And I think um, Pac is going to be left in the cold and Penta and um, uh, Phoenix are going to align themselves with Andrade. I think that's where they're going with this. Is Pac still angry all the time? Pretty much. <laughs> he's still kind of angry. Um, he's angry all the time. All the time. Uh, that's why he's the bastard. Pack. <laughs> he's angry all the time. Uh, but it looks like we're getting that set up for All Out, which I think is going to be awesome. Um, Wouldn't he be the bastard because his parents weren't married? Well, I guess logistically, yes. But <laughs> And that's um, why he's angry. And that's why he's angry, yes. He wants mom and dad to be together. It, it, it's deep-rooted uh, mommy-daddy issues. That There's keeps a... See, we cracked it. We cracked, we cracked it. We understand it. We cracked pack. <laughs> we're, 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 we're pack crackers. And the show comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> okay, I like it though. I really like that. We we got to make shirts. If we, ha- I was about to say, if we had people who would be willing to buy shirts, <laughs> that crack would be packers. One. <laughs> no, pack crackers. crackers. Pack crackers. Crack packers. Pack crackers. <laughs> Either way, it's funny, but I like it. I like it. What are crack pack? Never mind. <laughs> Let's not get into that discussion. Um, <laughs> man. Um, let's talk about the women. You said you kept over. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about any, yeah, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a match. Statlander and Nyla Rose had yeah. a, a decent little match on there. I tell you, it was fast. Yeah. One of the spots, a couple spots I really want to call out. One doesn't even involve Statlander or Nyla, and it involved Vicky and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, He's coming down the ringside and just screaming in his ear out of nowhere was hysterical. He collapsed like she was Banshee from the X-Men. It was so great. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Uh, but the handstand spear. Yeah, that was, was cool. cool. 
something I hadn't seen. That was really, really neat. Of course, Statlander picks up the win over Nyla. Looks like uh, the handstand spear, by the way, was Statlander in a handstand. handstand. And then Nyla Rose spears her while she's in the handstand. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, But it looks like Statlander getting positioned probably to be a challenger. Britt Baker's next challenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she's uh, Britt Baker uh, had a hero's welcome in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? It's her hometown. Um, she came out in front of the crowd. Huge pop, huge reaction. Uh, this week, the debut, of course, of Rampage is this Friday. Tonight. Uh, or tonight, yeah. Uh, and she'll be taking on uh, Red Velvet. For the title. For the title. So... Maybe Red Velvet tonight and maybe Statlander for All Out. That makes Possibly. sense to me. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, or, and the other thing is, maybe we don't get a Britt Baker match at All Out just because we are going to have the Battle Royal that's going to be an all women's Battle Royal this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people expecting because it's going to be in her hometown, this, the wild card in this battle Royal is more than likely going to be Ruby Soho. Mm, yeah. As rumors mm-hmm. running around that she has signed with AEW and it would make perfect sense to bring her in, in her hometown. Huge pop surprise would be awesome. Looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I, I would really like to see uh, Britain Statlander. I think that's going to be a good program. Yeah. I think it, it's a logical program. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. Go go with that. People like Statlander. People love Brit. I yeah. think people will be into it. Yeah, do it. Um, would would oh. that make Brit a heel again? What would they see? That's the thing because definitely. I mean, well, we, in Pittsburgh, she's obviously the face because right. everybody loves her. Um, but she's been getting a little bit more of a face reaction anyway. Yeah, because of the program with Nyla, really. You know, and so, her performances. But yeah, yeah. So it'd but be you can keep anybody heel if you book them right. Right. It'll be interesting against Chris because Chris is a Statlander's a massive baby face. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting how the crowd reacts. Will they just be split? Will they start to boo, you know, the heel, which is supposed yeah, like to if, be Brit. But if Orange Cassidy is in Chris Statlander's corner, are they gonna boo Chris Statlander? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I don't yeah, see that so happening. Interesting. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh slight correction. Because we thought that match between oh. Layla Hirsch yeah, and the bunny yeah. was for a shot at Brit. It was not. No. It was for a shot at the NWA Women's Championship right. versus Camille. So right. at uh, Empower. At Empower. And uh, we got a little bit from Camille and some promo work here. I'll tell you what, when they had Camille standing <laughs> next to Layla difference. Hirsch, yeah. Wow. It looked like was... me standing next to my niece, Megan. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm not exaggerating, by the way. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So yeah. that definitely, size difference. Yeah. Definitely cool visual. Excited for that match. Excited for Layla Hirsch. Um, and I'm excited for Empower. I think that's going to be an awesome show. Of course, Mickey James producing it. Mm-hmm. Um, to go on a small tangent to there, too, uh, to kind of include some impact. We found out who's going to be taking on Deanna Parazza. Parazzo at uh, Empower. And it's going to be Melina. Melina, yeah. Made her uh, return to Impact. So that's very, very cool. Uh, excited for that. Um, we all <laughs> Getting in the ring for the first time, really, since coming to AEW, even though he wasn't in a match, 
Paul White comes to the rescue of Tony Schiavone. Uh, of course, QT Marshall and uh, the Nightmare Factory, whatever you want to call their little faction right now, um, came in, pulled Schiavone and was like threatening, wanting him to apologize, I guess, for things he had said. Um, they pulled Shivani's son out of the crowd, threatened to beat him up if he didn't apologize. Shivani, of course, started apologizing, and they kept beating the son up anyway. Diamond cutter him. So then we get, and a surprise. Well, we didn't get Big Show after that, as far as you know that. <laughs> All right. But interesting tidbit: it was the same voice guy that did it for the actual okay. one for WWE. It just went well, and then it went into you know different music. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that they did that for Paul yeah. White. But he comes in and absolutely lays waste to them. And it looks like we might be setting up QT Marshall versus Paul White in his return to the ring. And I'll tell you what, it's one of those matches I didn't know I needed, but I need it. All right. All <laughs> I right, want to well, see it. I want Then I hope it. you get it. So we will see. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, we got to talk about the, the big two things really to talk about though a uh is jericho was in his fourth labor he had to take on wardlow now originally i thought it was announced that um mjf was supposed to be the special guest referee for this but that was incorrect he was just at ringside uh, so he wasn't the ref and one thing led to another jericho of course picking up the win but wardlow looked really great in this and they even had a promo beforehand um with some little barbs between MJF and Wardlow because Wardlow was like, yeah, I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. He ain't going to get past it. And like MJF was like, really? Like you took care of Cody Rhodes. So they're definitely still having that tension. That split's going to happen. And Wardlow's going to be a massive baby face out of that eventually. Um, But he picks up the win with the help of some shenanigans and everything. Jericho wins. And we get the announcement of the fifth and final labor which of course will be against MJF stipulations being Jericho cannot use the Judas effect or he will be disqualified and he cannot have entrance music, <laughs> which is it. Cause you know, everybody loves the, the, the Judas yeah. uh, entrance. Yeah. But of course the great thing here is as they have done at other shows, the crowd's just going to sing it anyway. Yeah. He's not going to need the entrance music. The crowd will be his entrance music, which will be a very cool audio and visual effect at the pay-per-view. So that's he's like, be cool. he's like poor, poor Baron Corbin. <laughs> oh, Baron. He's going to be cracking spaghetti cans open on the pavement before long. Once he loses to MJF. I know. Right. <laughs> but um, so that, that the final labor set, but the big, big news to talk about is that not one but two title defenses that Kenny Omega has coming up on rampage. He will defend against Christian cage, but he'll be defending the impact heavyweight championship. And then at all out, he will defend against Christian cage, the AEW world heavyweight championship. Of course, this is because hangman page, of course, lost in that um, 10 man tag which he lost that opportunity, which a lot of the things it looks like it's pointing towards he's taking some time off. I think Paige was, is still the massive baby face that more than likely is going to be the one that takes that belt from Omega down the road. Um, but his wife, I think, is expecting. 
very, very soon, imminently. And I believe he's taking time off for family. So perfectly understandable. Um, so does Christian win tonight? It'd be a heck of a way to uh, debut a show. That's true. A big title change, but it's not your world title, but it is a big title change. And Christian has a lot of history and impact. Yeah. So I, former former champion over there. Yeah. Plus you're able to finally get one of those belts off of Omega. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um so yeah, I kind of think maybe. I think maybe too, yeah. I think something that, now a lot of speculation is is okay, why both of these matches so quickly together cuz you get Wins one, all out like 2 weeks after. Okay. So um so the speculation is yeah, Cage will win this one. But then something will happen. He won't be able to make it to all out. And somebody else will have to step in. Someone like a Daniel Bryan or a CM Punk. Maybe. Again, it sounds that's a little like wishful thinking. That's Yeah, I was going to say it sounds more like wishful thinking, but that's just people, you know, fantasy booking. Yeah. Which I'd be fine with either, but um, I, uh, I, I don't know. It does seem odd that they are doing within the span of two weeks, two title shots. But it's a different Cage. story, right? It's it's something unique that we've true. never really gotten to see before. So That's I kind of like, I kind of like it. It is very, very different. Um, yeah. So like if he wins tonight, do they do a champion versus champion match? Will both titles be on the line? Could Kenny Omega win it back or will he defend between now and then? Will Kenny cost him, the impact championship to somebody else. They can get it on someone on their actual roster again. I mean, there's so much you could do with it. That's true. There's a lot of storytelling possibility in this, in this setup here. I like it. That's true. It's very true. The one downside to that, of course, is that with impact, several other, they, they tape several of their shows in succession. So trying Mm, to fit that story in there and not getting out. Right. Is very tough. Right. But, But still I'm interested. We'll see. have to wait and see what happens. Tonight, could when be is a new the next champion. impact taping? Do we know? I do not know. I don't yeah. know when the it could be coming so, up, so it might right. fit perfectly in, right? Um, so we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, so that's all the AW. Like I said, it was a little bit more than we normally talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on as we get ready for the debut of Rampage, and then of course, next week again, hopefully, I'll be at your house at this point. We'll take in the Rampage show from Chicago and see if he shows up. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I will say uh, in other CM Punk news, I am very excited about the new star series coming out. Heels. Oh, yeah. With Stephen Amell, of course, uh, CM Punk is a recurring character on there. Yeah. Um, and Mick Foley shows up uh, at some point as a podcaster, which seems pretty cool. Um, but I am kind of interested in that show. I hope it does well. Yeah. I think uh, that's a, a, a drama and an area of storytelling that could be very compelling for people who aren't into wrestling that could get them into wrestling. Like Glow. Yeah. So I am very, very... And by the way, if you haven't watched Glow and you love wrestling, freaking watch Glow. Yes. Glow is on On Netflix, three seasons. You could watch one season in a few hours because mm-hmm. they're 30-minute shows and they're short seasons. Uh, I literally watched the first season on a Thursday night the entire season on a Thursday night. Stayed up a little late, but yeah, it's fantastic storytelling and very respectful of wrestling. Very respectful of wrestling. Yes. 
Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. And like I say, Heels getting ready to debut, I believe, next week. So okay, some good wrestling uh, drama that you I don't have stars. In. So oh well. I'll let you know how it is. Right. And if you need to get stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm paying for so much already. Well, I think, because, uh, I mean, do you do Hulu? Yes. I think you can add stars for like five bucks. Uh, so if it's good, you could wait till the season's over, add five bucks, take it all in, and just right. five bucks. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> work the system. Let's jump over to Raw. Randy Orton's back. Randy, Randy, Randy. I was actually interested to hear what he had to say. I, yeah. I think that's a first. Um, he comes back, and of course, Riddle super excited to have him back out there. And but then Orton's like, "Yeah, no, we're RK Bro isn't a thing anymore." It's like, what? What? One of the best things on Raw, <laughs> even though it hadn't really been on Raw, <laughs> right? It's like, come on. It, it was on Raw in spirit. In spirit, in spirit. Um, so, you know, we had the match with uh, AJ Styles, because AJ Styles and Omos come out and kind of interrupt, setting up a match with AJ and, and Orton um, at the uh, end of the night. And, um, yeah, I I really, really liked this. I really, I liked the match in general. I thought the match between him and AJ was good. Um, but the of course- most transparent RKO. In, oh yeah, I called it at the beginning of the night, like when they <laughs> when they told us the match was coming. It's like phenomenal forearm into an RKO. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but we did get a little bit of the added story with Omos being there and kept kind of distracting Randy. Uh, so then, of course, Riddle comes down against Randy's wishes. Uh, and jumps on Omos's back, allows Randy to hit that RKO and get the pin. Then he gets in and he's he's like, "Yay!" And Randy's like, "No!" And he's like, "Come on, give me a hug, hug me, bro, hug me." <laughs> and he finally gets his hug, and then he gets an RKO. Yeah. And then the smile on Orton's face was so good. <laughs> he the, just kind of like can't not laugh. We 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 knew he was going to RKO him, but Orton definitely gave it away when they were pandering to the crowd. And Orton started to like smile like he was happy about it. Like, yeah. dude, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dead giveaway. Your character is never happy about anything. You're like pack. But this is I don't believe this is a split up of the team. Oh no, absolutely not. No. Because he I gave him the, the little rub yeah. on the head at the end. Yeah. I, I think that no. was just like, okay, we're a team, but I'm gonna do crazy stuff like this all the time. So you might get RKO'd every match we have. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't listen to me. Yeah, you didn't listen. Yeah. So here we go. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not a split up. Here's what I liked. I liked, before crowds came back, people on Twitter, Twitterverse, were saying that, uh, you actually think people are going to be into Riddle? Riddle's just going to get booed. We all hate Riddle. Totally not what happened. And I loved, in the promo at the beginning, not only did people like Riddle, but he had them in the palm of his hand. You had a wrestling crowd going, aww. <laughs> Go back. If you think I'm making that up or exaggerating, you go back and you listen to it. That's how they were reacting to him mm-hmm. when he when he said something sad. It's remarkable. Yeah. You just, I mean, how can you not like the guy's persona on TV? Yeah. He's such a goofball. It's great. He, he's, it's, just, he's very um, 
there, there's a sincerity about the character. Yeah, he's just, and that's that's what works about. It. He's so sincere in everything he says and does. Yeah, so I, I'm loving it. Uh, again, uh, the tease of them breaking up. Okay, but let you know. Let's be real. They're not. This is money. This is money, money, money. They're going to be champions. Yeah, they're going to be the ones that take the belts off of AJ and Owens. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get the rematch that was supposed yeah. to happen before COVID hit. Uh, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Matt, Jeff Hardy, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, um, and Karrion Cross gets his win back against Jeff because you know we have we have no other matches we can throw out there. So let's and, go and back. Keith to what Lee was nowhere to be found. Yeah, no Keith Lee gone again. Um, but Cross gets his win back, and I, I still don't know what we're doing here. It just doesn't. No, I mean, it doesn't matter right now if he's winning or losing because the presentation lacks so much. Yeah, it's like, what's the? St- why do I care? What's the story? Why right. do I give a damn? <laughs> right. That is what I'm not finding in this whole mess. It's like, okay, yeah, you have the NXT champion up here going fifty-fifty with a bunch of guys, and he has no charisma. Yeah, And you took away Scarlet, which I still, I can't believe with what we know about Vince McMahon, why is Scarlet not out there? Yeah, I don't get it. You don't give him his good, you know, the, the spectacle of the entrance, the smoke no. and Scarlet. It's like, come on. This is just, it, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he gets his win back. Whoop de do. Yeah, all right. He'll probably he'll probably <laughs> wrestle Keith Lee or Matt Hardy again next Monday. Um, Matt Hardy again? Matt yes, Hardy. Matt Hardy. He's going to be Matt Hardy. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Um, we get a great little. Uh, I, I kind of really dug this. I, I liked the Sheamus and uh, Ricochet match. I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then I I like Damian Priest kind of coming out after the match so that he can kind of face off a little bit with Sheamus, uh, which is going to set up Sheamus and Damian Priest at SummerSlam, looks like. And it's official. Oh, okay. It is official. For the US um, title. Yeah. Another another singles match. I like it. So I, I think that's going to be good. And I'm telling you what, man, Damian Priest came out looking like you want to talk about how to push somebody. This is how you push a guy. We talk about how bad they're handling Karrion Cross and his presentation on the main roster. Damian Priest was awesome in this. He looked like a superstar. Agreed. Um, uh, had a great match with Morrison. Again, again, another rematch. We've seen it a hundred times, it seems like, mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but at least they have good chemistry. And then the interaction with Miz was great. Uh, like, they're going to fight. Oh, actually, I, I want to call out what I really loved about Priest in this is that, because I've always found it very ridiculous that the drip sticks actually you know, mess with people or cost them matches. It's freaking water. And yeah. Damian Priest kind of treats like, I don't care. You just spray me with water. I don't care. I'm still going to hit this move. Yeah. <laughs> and get the win. Um, but then he gets out and he threatens to, to hit Miz and Miz gets real scared and stands up. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> and I love the look on Priest's face. Like, ooh, ooh, pointing at him. <laughs> ooh, he's stealing. He's lying. <laughs> yeah. And Miz sprints. Yes. To the back, <laughs> like like we're talking, you know, he was inspired by the Olympics. Yes, he was yeah. trying to break the world record for the 100 meter dash. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, so Miz it, it surprised me because I, as far as I knew, Miz was still injured. I didn't know that he was yeah. ready to come back. Was um, he ever injured? Was this all just? <laughs> that's a good question. I was guess. this all just a work? Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Elias is dead, yeah. and I don't mean that in 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 the real sense. He's not the dead, literal obviously. sense, right? But uh, looks like the character of the Drifter is done. He put his uh, his guitar in the fire. Yeah. So he could have just sold it. That's true. He could have made some money. Like why? Those things go for a lot. Yeah. I mean, Jarrett breaks enough of them. He could have sold it to Jeff Jarrett. He needs um, one. Yeah. Honky tonk. Uh, <laughs> who knows? There are people who want your guitar. Elias. Yeah. Um, but so it's. I'm interested to see what kind of repackage we get here with him uh and I mean, elias was dead when he lost a rivalry to jackson Riker. that was the end of elias right there who by the way is now on main event doing nothing yeah um so i mean what a waste that was yeah um, but like, i'm what, ready for something new from yeah because i mean it, his his shtick was good which he was that guy that came out the crowd was kind of into his thing with the walk with elias and then he would always get interrupted by a returning superstar for a face for a big pop. Um, so he had his purpose, but it had run its course. It's time to to move on. And I'm very interested to see where they go. Um, I he think was he's much more of a character than a wrestler. Yes. But it looks like I think he has talent. I think he can be a really good wrestler. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Yeah. And will the fans accept it? Or will it yeah. still just be, oh, you're just Elias with a new paint job kind right. of thing? So have to wait and see. Um, even though I'm it's intrigued. Not, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. In- I am very intrigued. They, they, they've hooked me. I want to see where it goes. Yeah. I want to know what happens next. Um, close out again with something I don't like, which is, again, the booking of the women in Raw and the lead up to this triple threat. We got, as I expected, after the couple matches with charlotte i guess we have a match with with Rhea. next week we'll probably have another match with Rhea, um leading into SummerSlam. so you go two 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 and in none of these matches are we going to make nikki ash look legitimate which is yeah. what really pisses me off because here um you have to have charlotte interfere even though Nikki picks up the win technically, but it's another yeah, win yeah. that's just a technical win, really. When, like I say, previous week in that uh, uh, no holds barred match, uh, that yeah, she won, but again, Charlotte picked her up mm-hmm. and prevented the three count a couple of times. Uh, and then the week prior, you know, she just flat out loses. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, come on. Which I thought was going to happen here. I thought Rhea was just going to flat out beat her. So at least that didn't happen. True. Um, That's probably what they'll do going into SummerSlam. Let's ever get beat clean next week. I thought it was going to repeat. I thought thought Rhea was going to beat her and then Nikki was going to challenge and find some way to win on this upcoming Raw. I thought they were going to repeat it. Um, So they definitely broke the pattern. So uh, I don't know what to expect on Monday. We'll see. Yeah. but yeah, so still unhappy with how that they're kind of treating that program. Um, but yeah, hmm. yeah, 
We'll see. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to feel like Charlotte's going to win at SummerSlam. Yeah, and then sets her up for returning Becky. Yeah, for the she major. started bragging about being undefeated at SummerSlam. Yep, and I, I've, it doesn't feel like um, a way to make it look like she's going to win. Only for a loss, it makes um, it feels like something she's going to be uh, still crowing about after SummerSlam. Yeah. So have to wait and see. Ugh. Hopefully not. I really don't want her to win. Um, yeah. Again, not because of lack of talent. It's just I I just don't want to see Charlotte with a title program again. Becky and Charlotte as a non-title program would be fine. Yes. There's there's so much story still there. Becky coming back doesn't immediately have to be in a title picture. Mm-mm. No matter what anybody says, it's not what has would, to happen. I would love to see and we've addressed this before, Nikki escape Charlotte and Rhea and move on to someone else yes. with that title. Yes. Yeah. That would be great, but who knows if we'll actually get it. Yeah. Um, but all right. That's pretty much our show. But uh, what was one thing you loved this week, Steve? You did it to me again. I was hoping you weren't going to mention it, but you did. Uh, I'm, I'm so sick of stupid faces getting distracted by the silliest things <laughs> and losing matches. So I, I'm with you. I love that Damian Priest was like, so you squirted me. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. I'm still winning this match. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I, we should see all the time. And I tell you what, um, buddies over at what culture love what they do. Um, they have a running count of how many distraction finishes have happened so far. Remember like earlier from last yeah. year, they had interference kind of thing. They've been counting distractions. We're in August and there have been 92 distraction yeah. finishes for wwe yeah that's insane <laughs> like somebody's music hits and it distracts you like what kind of <laughs> non-professional are you yeah <laughs> what is going look, on look at the olympic athletes and and look look at the gymnasts who are on a balance beam and what they have to deal with and and block out in order to do the craziest stuff you've ever seen and you get distracted because music starts playing. Yeah. I hate that stuff. So I, yeah, I, I loved that. You know, he, he paused for a second as you would, if suddenly you were getting hit with water out of nowhere, but it didn't, it didn't, uh, Yeah, it didn't really change what he was doing. And I loved it. Yeah. That was great. Sorry that I spoiled it for you. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I, I really love, uh, and it's going to be a little bit more sentimental, a little more sappy for this one um, on being the elite on the YouTube kind of thing they do with uh, the young bucks and all them. Uh, they had hangman page in a, in a spot where he's talking to the dark order and he tells him, you know, I I'm sorry. I'm kind of done with the dark order. I can't be the leader. I can't do this anymore, but I made a video to help you guys find and recruit some other people. And the video they showed was this really touching video. It had a lot of stuff with John Huber in it, which was really cool. Um, and really, I mean, it it probably brought tears to some people's eyes. It really did. Um, but I thought that was just really cool and very uh, neat for them to can. Again, you have to watch Being the Elite to have got this because they didn't show it anywhere on Dynamite or anything like that, um, which I think is a missed opportunity. I think it would have been a great little spot for that. Um, and maybe they will somewhere else, maybe down the line. But 
yeah, I thought it was just really cool and I really liked it. I really loved nice. just that the, again, remembering John Huber, who we've lost earlier, and uh, it's just really cool. I thought it was nice, but yeah. So, but yeah, that's our show this week. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Again, thanks for all the support from everybody out there. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, again, you can email us mm. at POS <laughs> WrestleCast at gmail.com. That's right. It's POS WrestleCast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at plus WrestleCast. That's P L U S wrestlecast uh you can find me at timothy k you can find steven at bizarro doom you can find us on facebook just search for the positively wrestling podcast we are available on all your favorite podcasting platforms and uh yeah enjoy the weekend enjoy rampage and smackdown tonight two shows to take in um should be some good stuff but you guys have a great weekend we will talk to you next week right here on positively wrestling not tonight